What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with hogsports.com. That's H-A-W-G sports.com. Today, as always, on the docket, Razorback football, basketball, baseball, and recruiting. Pete Roulier, Keith Grayson, and Danny West going to join us to talk about all of that stuff and more. It's all happening on Hogsports Live. Okay, just a few things to get to real quick. For some reason, on Facebook Live, it's blacking out on my end, but it looks like it's still working. I'm not going to be able to read comments, I guess, so unless I somehow figure out how to refresh the page, but it uh, doesn't look like I'm going to be able to read comments today. So uh, just a couple of things. Arkansas won a baseball series over Kentucky 2-1 in Lexington. They're going to return home to face LSU Thursday in a three-game series in Baumwalker. And uh, we'll have Pete Roulier on joining us at the end of the show to talk about that. Uh, Arkansas football had several visitors in over the weekend. And we're also going to talk about the top 10 prospects in the state of Arkansas, our annual Natural 21 list. Uh, it's going to break down the top 21 prospects in Arkansas. We're going to focus on the top 10 just for the, for the focus of this show. And you can read more about that at hogsports.com. Eric Musselman, of course, still out on the trail. We're going to be joined here shortly by Danny West. He'll be next up. And, and also, disgraced former president of the Arizona Razorback Club, Keith Grayson, is going to join us to talk a little bit about uh, just what's going on in the Razor, with the Razorbacks from a fan perspective. I'm going to go ahead and reach out to Danny West first. We're going to bring him in, and we'll go over this top ten and, and talk about the visitors that came in here on the weekend. What do you say? Danny West, my friend. So we're on Hog Sports That's Live. That's a stretch. <laughs> my acquaintance. <laughs> yeah, I know you. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, so up, uh, you're on with Hog Sports Live. For some reason, we're having a little bit of trouble with Facebook. It's not. It's just kind of blacking out, so I can't answer any questions. But we've got so much stuff to talk about anyway, it's not going to be that big a deal. So yeah, um, yeah. I wanted to jump in first, Danny, if you don't mind. Let's talk about these official visitors that came in on the weekend. Uh, let's start with Brandon Frazier, tight end out of McKinney North High School, 6'7", 249 pounds. Yeah, I think they're still in a really good spot there, Trey. Uh, Baylor, in my opinion, is probably the biggest competition at this point. And Brandon said it yesterday, um, you know, straight up. The only difference right now for Arkansas is they haven't started winning yet. And I think he believes they will start winning. But until that's proven, you know, there is somewhat of a question mark there. Mm -hmm. Matter of fact, uh, you know, another top target of theirs just a few minutes ago, Dominic Richardson, a running back. Just saw him commit to TCU just a few minutes ago there. So there is still some hesitation when you're coming off of 2-10. and 10. And Richardson is a guy that came up here a few weeks ago for an official and named Arkansas his leader. I made a pick. I said, I think Arkansas is going to get him. He goes to TCU this past weekend, and ultimately now he's committed to them. So my point is, Trey, I, they're really close on a lot of kids, but there is still some hesitation, a little bit of pause for a lot of these kids until you go out there and prove that, that you're making improvements on the field. Right. So, right. Uh, but to answer your question, I, I do think they're still in a really good spot for Brandon. And let me tell you, he's a really impressive six, seven, 249 pound kid. So uh, still in a good spot with him. I'll run through the other ones. The biggest news. Coming hey out Danny, real quick. Let me mention to everybody uh, before we get started too much here, I did figure out a way to backdoor my way here on to, uh, to Facebook, so I can see the comments. If you if you have a comment or a question you want to bring up, I've got that figured out now. Uh, and also, I want to remind everybody to like, share, follow, comment if you have not done so already. If you like the content that we're bringing at hogsports.com, uh, be sure to do one of those things. If you're listening on 
on podcasts, and there are plenty of ways to listen. You can listen on um, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, a lot of different options for you to uh, to watch or listen to the show. But if you're listening on podcasts, be sure to throw us five stars and and throw us a rating as well. So, uh, all right, Danny, I'll let you get back into it. Um, who you want to go to yeah. next? Yeah, the JUCO linebacker. That was the biggest news coming out of the weekend. We've been talking for how many weeks, months now, Trey? Are they going to find any help mm. for the 2019 roster at linebacker? Honestly, they did a couple of weeks ago. Of course, Jawan Mitchell, mm-hmm. a guy out of Butler Community College in Kansas, number one rated inside linebacker, JUCO linebacker in the country. He sets up a visit. They offer him. He comes in, and everybody still assumes he's graduating in December of this year, and he would be coming in next year. Well, yesterday, he t- he told me, he said, well, Arkansas wants me to come in and play alongside Scooter. I said, well, you know, he's a he's a senior, right? So he won't be here next year. He said, oh, no, I, I, if I come here, I would be here in a few weeks later this month. So I was like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. So yeah. <laughs> it's kind of one Quite of those moments, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that would be really big. Of course, the Texas Longhorns, as they have a trend of doing here lately, they've come in and offered this guy. He is going to take an official visit down there. So you've got some competition. And of course, he's still committed to Minnesota. We keep forgetting that little fact. Mm-hmm. But so there's a lot going on with him. But Arkansas desperately needs this guy big time. So look up Jawan Mitchell and get caught up on him. And then the other few guys, you know, it was as expected. Savion Williams, you're still in a really good spot there. Uh, Jahari Rogers obviously came in. He's a big-time four, four-star four cornerback out of Arlington. And uh, I think it's going to be an uphill battle, to mm-hmm. be honest with you, to try to get him. Mm-hmm. What about Garrett Hayes? I don't think we talked about Oh, yeah, him. Garrett Hayes. Yeah. <laughs> How could I forget Garrett? Uh, yeah, he told us yesterday that he plans on waiting until this fall. He's still not in any kind of hurry. You know, I think so many times uh, people that follow recruiting, and I'm guilty of it too, you know, you start getting into the month of May and you start hitting that panic button a little bit on some of these guys. Like, why hasn't he committed yet? Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes you got to remember it's still early. Like, just because it, it you, you're not in that kid's shoes. So, at least he still wants to take all of his visits. I do think they're still in a good place with Garrett. And uh, Texas A&M, obviously, is still very much in the mix there. His mother went there. But, uh, you know, Arkansas has been in there for as long as anybody. They, they got in on Garrett really early, and I think that's paying off for them. Danny West joining us here with hogsports.com. You can read all of Danny's content at hogsports.com. It's H-A-W-G sports.com. And he is our primary recruiting man. Uh, I want to get into the natural 21. So for those of you who aren't familiar with our natural 21, we've been doing that list for probably about four. This is probably our 14th. Danny's really taken over it here the last decade or so. Um, I want to real quickly go over the the guys that are number 11 through 21. Zion Slade, an athlete out of Maumelle. Jawan Boyd, uh, safety out of Springdale. Rhett Thurman, kicker out of Cabot. Darian Thompson, athlete out of Prescott. Kevin Compton, a safety out of Watching Chapel. Jaden Kelly, a running back out of Pulaski Academy. Jonas Higson, linebacker, Bentonville West. Jason Lamble, offensive lineman out of Malvern. Dalton Perdue, offensive lineman out of El Dorado. 
Bryant Burns, tight end out of Ozark, and Quad or Quaid, is it Quade Mosier out of linebacker Quaid. out of Fayetteville? Quade Mosier, yeah. a linebacker out of Fayetteville. So that's 21 through 11. And I figure we'll just go, we'll start off here with Brandon Thompson. Uh, excuse me, Brandon Thomas out of North Little Rock, the uh, top running back you have in the state, number number 10. Yeah, really stocky guys. Obviously, uh, highly productive, 5'10", 190. Um, looks like a million bucks, man. I think the only thing that might be missing um, is his overall top speed, top end speed. He's lacking in that department a little bit, but from what I understand, he's he's improved it already this off season. So maybe a guy you bring to camp and and see where he goes from there. But he's already got some nice options out there. Memphis, Louisiana Tech. He's a guy that I could see moving up at some point if uh, as long as everything off the field is in order, he's he's got a chance. Number nine is Hunter Lloyd, quarterback out of Rogers. Yeah, one of the best kept secrets in NWA right now. Um, or I should say outside of NWA, a lot of people here know about him. 6'4", 200, dual threat guy. You know, he's a guy that he's put down four fives in the 40 before. Of course, mm. that's handheld, but I mean, it tells you a little bit about his athleticism. You watch his film. He, he's really uh, technically sound. I like this kid a lot, and I think, uh, you know, I, I'm reminded of Taylor Powell. Uh, a couple of years ago, coming out of Fayetteville, seemed like it took forever for him to start building up the offers that he really wanted. Mm-hmm. And what you see towards the end of the year, you know, a lot of teams are going to strike out on their top two, maybe even three guys. They've got to have somebody. I think if Hunter uh, will just be patient, there's no telling what could happen, you know, for him later this year. So, uh, yeah, I like Hunter Lloyd a lot out of Rogers. Number eight, Chris Hightower, wide receiver out of Little Rock Christian. Yeah, I made the comparison earlier to Sean Michael Flanagan, you know, coming out of Charleston a couple years ago. He's 6'2", 185, 190. He's put down a 4'5", in the past. Uh, so, you know, that's pretty solid. Uh, he played, obviously, with Justice Hill last year as his quarterback. So I'll be curious to see what type of production he keeps going with this year now that Justice is out of there. But really good athlete. I've seen him in person a few times, different camps and whatnot, and I like Chris quite a bit so uh you know he, he's another guy he could move up or down depending on what he does throughout your year next up aaron smith offensive lineman out of north little rock kind of interesting deal you know at the first of the year it looked like aaron smith was going to be the top rated offensive lineman in the state and uh, you know depending on who you ask maybe he still is but in my opinion i think uh, uh, and we'll get to Robert in a minute, but I do think Robert is slightly ahead of him mm-hmm. at this point. But yeah, North Little Rock, Aaron Smith, big kid, long, long guy. He came up, uh, I want to say in January for an unofficial. I remember just looking at him and being like, wow, this kid's really got something to him. So keep an eye on him. I think the Kansas Jayhawks have offered SMU, Louisiana Tech, Memphis. So, uh, so really quality early offers for Aaron. Next up, Danny, you have number six, Kendarius Moore, linebacker at a WM. Maybe the best kept secret in you know, across the state, in my opinion. This linebacker, he can, you know, Trey. I think he's an he's an outside linebacker in high school, six one two ten. He's he's shown that he can cover and run and and uh, do a little bit of everything. But at the same time, he might be a guy that can move inside. You know, I, I think he's got a really good frame and physicality about him. So. Yeah, Kendarius has started to heat up over the last couple of weeks. You've seen him pick up an SEC offer. 
you know, it's Vanderbilt, but they're in the SEC. So mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a really good offer in my opinion. And oh, there was another one last week. So, you know, this guy's stock is just straight, you know, on the rise every single week. He's got like a 23 or 24 ACT. So there's a lot to like about this guy. In fact, I, I said in the natural 21 that, you know, if you're looking for a guy who may eventually be in the top three or four, this guy may be it. I really, really like Kendarius. Another guy you really like, number five, has an Arkansas offer, Cottrell Wallace, outside linebacker defensive end out of Bryant. Long and lean and very mean. I like Cottrell Wallace a lot. I saw him up here at, uh, I want to say Bentonville West. Maybe it was at Harbor last year, but I've seen him a couple of times. He was back up here for the spring game. You take one look at him, I think he might be six seven now, Trey. This dude is big. So mm-hmm. that that six six two ten that you're looking at there, I, that may be a little bit low in my opinion. But uh, he's he's a guy that's going to keep growing. You know, the first comparison we always make on a long and lean defensive end outside linebacker is who Jamal Anderson, right? Mm-hmm. Going back over a decade ago. So I think he's got plenty of potential. Obviously, Oklahoma State, Ole Miss, Nebraska, Arkansas, they all agree. So, yeah, he's got a little bit of everything. When you talk about 6'6", 210, and this guy is lined up at free safety, outside linebacker, true defensive end, there's just a lot to like about Cottrell. Number four on your list, Robert Scott out of Conway, offensive lineman, Arkansas offense. Yeah. One of the, like I said, one of the biggest surprises kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, didn't receive his first offer until February 3rd this year. I thought he had a really good junior year, and now you look up and he's got Arkansas, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, TCU, Nebraska, Missouri. So a lot of options there. Continues to grow. I thought that was always the question with him when he was 6'6, 270, you know, and now you look up, he's 295. 300 pounds all of a sudden, really light feet, really agile guy. So, yeah, another big-time guy. Probably, In my opinion, Trey, I think he's the best offensive lineman in the state. But like I said, Aaron Smith, you could throw him in that conversation as well. Next up on the list, number three, we think of him as, we think of him as an athlete, but uh, we've got him listed as a strong side defensive end, Blaine Toll out of Hayes in Arkansas. Jumbo athlete, right? Big dude. He, matter of fact, I think he last checked in at like 244 pounds at one of the opening regional events. And another guy that kind of does it all. Uh, you know, if you've been to Hazen, you know, they're a small school. So when you have an athlete like like Blaine, you know, you, can, you force him to do everything. He's played quarterback, defensive tackle, you know, you name it, he's done it for him. And uh, obviously really strong. Probably not the most explosive defensive player in the state this year. But uh, in my opinion, you know, he more than makes up for that. You've seen his offer list now. Oklahoma, Tennessee, Auburn, LSU, all these big-time schools. Penn State just offered. I mean, come on, that's hard to that's mm-hmm. hard to hide at some point. He's, I think he's, uh, you know, you could make a case, Trey, that he's number one in the state. I'm sure all the people around Hazen are going to remind me of that <laughs> throughout the day today and I just want to go ahead and put that out there that by all means he could be number one in the state it's yeah. a really uh it's a really tight, early list it's a tight and, three uh, year it's very tight yeah I very think it's tight a, year Blaine Toll also with an Arkansas offer as does Jashad Stewart you're number Love two it. on the list Weak side defensive end out of Jonesboro, Arkansas, could also uh, possibly be a, a linebacker, outside linebacker. I think that's kind of what we're thinking, isn't it, Danny? 
Yeah, that's what I'm thinking right now. 6'1", 223. I thought he's had a really impressive offseason. When you think about what he did in St. Louis going up there and recording one of the highest scores in the nation, a 4'6", 140, 414 shuttle at 223 pounds. He'll take that all day. The 35-inch vertical. And then you think about what he did on the field last year. 89 tackles, 24 tackles for loss, six sacks, and probably going to better that this year. So there's a lot to like about Deshaun. I've liked him for a long time now, ever since I first saw him on film. Really aggressive, high-motor guy, and really a great kid, too. So you could make a case for Deshaun being number one. You, You really could. And number one on the list at a Moralton quarterback, Jacoby Criswell. Yeah, he's pretty good, you know. Six one, two hundred eighteen. You got to love him. You, everybody knows his story. His his brother being Dre Greenlaw and some of the struggles they've been through as a family. Uh, but that's not why we put him at number one. You know, it's just talent and and potential. I think he's he's earned that right. Then you look at his offer list: Georgia, Mississippi State. North Carolina, Oklahoma State, Miami, you know, I think recently jumped on board there. So he's got the offers to back it up, too. And then the production, Trey, this guy can make just about any throw on the field, super strong arm, and he is a dual-threat quarterback. I don't think he's a blazing speed type guy. You know, if you've gone out and watched him, he's I don't think he's a burner, but he's got more than enough athleticism to, you know, extend plays, get away from people, uh, throw on the run, those type of things. So uh, probably the safest pick, you know, when you go with a quarterback at number one, but mm-hmm. that's the route I'm taking so far. <laughs> uh, he's also got some suddenness about him. You know, may not have the, yep. the quite the top end speed, but got some suddenness. Okay, Danny, let's get to a couple of questions uh, real quick. I want to get to a couple of questions for you, um, although we did go quite long there. Uh, Mike McConnell wants to know, where do you think we need to be record-wise to convince these recruits it's worth committing to Arkansas? Uh, you mentioned earlier Brandon Frazier may be a guy that, that wants to see where Arkansas is headed record-wise. Yeah, I mean, it's easy to point at a bowl game, right? Any mm-hmm. bowl game. I don't care if you have to go to Shreveport, Birmingham, Alaska, right? If you can make any bowl game, I think it does a lot for you going forward. Uh, more than more than anything, it gives you something to point at with these recruits and say, "Hey, we were two and ten last year. And now we're in the you know backyard bowl and and wherever you know." But you get those extra practices, which allows you, um, you know, depending on how the recruiting calendar shakes up, could have some more potential recruits on campus. Obviously, the experience of those practices themselves, and uh, you know, it just gives you something else to point to. But having said that. You know, if you go five and seven and it's the right type of five and seven, you know, I know nobody wants a losing season, but if you're in ball games and you've proven you, you're just competitive, you know, you're really knocking on the door there. I think you can get by with that and sell that to a certain extent, but, but granted, yeah, you definitely would love to make a bowl game this year and get back to the postseason. There's some talent in North Little Rock, I guess, and, and some in uh, surrounding areas, maybe Maumelle and Bryant, uh, but nothing really from Little Rock School District. Uh, let's see, where is that? Dontrell Wesley points out, uh, what does what what Little Rock School District got to do to turn out more athletes? Ooh, how long do we have? <laughs> <laughs> that is a deep make conversation. It, make it short. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think a lot of kids nowadays, they think they're the next LeBron James and more power to them. You know, there, there's so many kids, Trey. I went to a basketball event up here 
few weeks ago and uh it's called the warm-up shout shout out to the warm-up they put on a great event up here at Fayetteville High but you know I was just looking at some of those kids and yeah maybe they can go play D2 or NAIA mm-hmm. basketball at some point but man some of those guys could make a really good defensive end yeah. you know on a high level so those guys used to play defensive end now everybody wants to specialize right. in one sport that's right. Everybody's D-Wade all of a sudden. So, yeah. I don't know. There's a, We could talk at length about that all day long I'm gonna about re- some of the problems they've got there. But uh, maybe I'll do a study on it. Yeah. Maybe I'll. Uh, maybe we'll do a whole show on it one time when we have yeah. more time. Yeah. Uh, Terry Roy, I want to get you out with this one, Danny. Terry, Terry says, Roy. Yeah. You know, it's all, you know this is going to be an interesting question. I can't wait. <laughs> he has you blocked, but he's going to ask you a question. Why do you why do y'all think Arkansas can't recruit top thirty talent on the offensive line and defensive line, or excuse me, on offensive line and running back since that seems to be the main needs on this team? I would say obviously they just got Takias Crawford, who's a top one hundred prospect on the offensive line. They seem to be in good shape with Garrett Hayes and some other offensive linemen. So I don't know if that's quite the case on offensive line, considering they just got Takias Crawford. But uh, running back, I mean, there's not just like a four star back that's just popping out right now. Maybe some guys that would emerge to that. Yeah, you know, it's kind of a head-scratcher to me, too. I can tell you this. Jeff Trailer is knocking on the door for a lot of these kids. Mm-hmm. I think he's in the ballgame for them. But for whatever reason, you know, it's kind of been the same trend at linebacker for well over a decade. You know, you can recruit certain spots so uh, so highly. The tight end, you know, they've had a lot of good players there. Uh, over the last couple of years, ever since Justin Stepp gets here, you're pulling in all these four-star receivers. So, it is cyclical, if that's a word. That's a word, right, Trey? Cyclical. Yes, you can say to that. To an extent. Mm-hmm. It works. <laughs> I pulled it off. But, uh, yeah, I'm not sure there is a reason, but at some point I'm sure they're going to break through and start signing these four stars again on the at the running back spot. And I was going where you just went with the offensive line. When you talk about Tykeus Crawford and where they're at with Garrett Hayes, if they could pull that off, you're talking about two of the top 112 players in the in the country mm-hmm. regardless of position so i think that would that would go a long way and then you just you know you signed a couple of juco guys there specifically uh, specifically myron cunningham uh, he was highly regarded chaboise and wana of course uh, was as well didn't quite have the same offers but yeah i think there's they're picking it up a little bit on the o-line all right danny appreciate you joining us man that's Danny West with hogsports.com. If you like what Danny's doing for us, be sure to throw us that thumbs up, rate the video. If you're listening on podcast, give us five stars, like, share, follow, comment, all of those good things. All right, everybody. So um, Jacob Herod asked real quick about Memphis linebackers. Uh, so you're talking about Bryson Eason, Martavius French. Arkansas seems to be in good shape with them, but there just doesn't seem to be any movement quite yet. I know it feels like those guys have been like on the cusp maybe, especially Martavius French, but hadn't been any any real movement yet. So next we're going to go ahead and bring Keith Grayson in. Keith is going to talk about – actually, Keith's coming up to visit us pretty quick here. He's going to be in town for the baseball series, see what he has to say. Trey Biddy. Keith Grayson, how you doing, brother? Pretty good, man. Just got back into the office so I could take your call. I was uh, driving in circles around South Phoenix listening to 3-6 Mafia collecting rent today. So oh, it's yeah. A good day. Three six mafia, okay. Um, so collecting rent. <laughs> so landlord. For those who don't know Keith Grayson, as I introduced him earlier, as the disgraced former president of the Arizona Razorback Club, is that okay that I introduce you like that? Yeah, that's fine. I, I own it. You know, I mm-hmm. I, I, I was definitely a, a rabid, overzealous fan at that point, and I thought I was like a part of the team. 
I, I was trying to contact Petrino at one point to call a play during the spring game or something. But <laughs> now I'm more of a real estate broker. You asked me what I do. So what I do is I, I, I'm, I'm trying to be Jim Lindsay Jr. I don't know how many kids he has, but I hopefully, hopefully he can adopt me at some point. But um, I, I, I'm in the multifamily game, so I buy homes with cash that I borrow from a rich person. And then I renovate the properties. I own a property management company. I put tenants in it, and then I sell it based on the real income. And you can make a lot more money flipping apartment complexes and single-family houses like on HGTV. And mm-hmm. then we keep some of them and refinance them into conventional loans after six months. Keith, so, you're also a former uh, junior high and high school. Did you do any high school football coaching? I was a high school football coach, man. So let's get it straight. So I, Okay, sorry. I, you know, I, I got promoted every year that I – I um, was on the job, and then our coach got a, a landed a new gig, and I was kind of just coaching the neighborhood team. You know, that was mm-hmm. right down the street from my house, and he, he wanted me to come over and coach their freshman team. I declined, and then they've been in the state championships the past three years. So from <laughs> he took it from like some um, abysmal team to playing for championships every year. And I probably could have been a, a DC or something at some point. But listening to y'all talk about the Little Rock school districts. I think in my next life, if I ever retire from real estate, I definitely want to go back and be the head coach of Little Rock Central. That's oh, my yeah. alma mater. I got to bring him back. I think I could do it. So, Keith, you got a little bit of insight on um, on uh, Kyrie Walker, the five star, six five hundred ninety five pound wing out of Phoenix, Arizona, Hillcrest, which you're in Phoenix right now. Uh, and I, you were kind of one of the first people to, to bring it to everybody's attention that he was looking to reclassify to 2019. You got any kind of update on Kyrie Walker? Yeah, it's a good position. I'm, I'm officially a source. Yes. Um, I think that that we had assistant coaches. You said his name earlier. I can't – the new assistant's name is, is escaping me. Corey Williams. Uh, Corey Williams is out here and saw uh, them practice two times last week. So – um, it's going to be a dogfight with Kansas. I think it's going to it's either going to be Arkansas or Kansas. I was for sure thinking that he was going to go to Arkansas once the coaching change was made because there's a little bit of backstory. Um, Kyrie's mom was sick, and I think the way that the Musselman family kind of handled that situation mm-hmm. um, definitely put them at the at the top of the of the board. So there's definitely a, more of a backstory than just it's it's a definitely a relationship based recruitment that is, goes beyond um, the court. So, Keith, you're coming in to Fayetteville. When are you getting in? I know the baseball series starts Thursday, but you're coming in for the series. Yeah, so I, I'm coming in Thursday at 530. Hopefully, I, I know that's going to be pretty tight to make the game, and especially hopefully they don't have any canine units awaiting a, a baggage claim at XNA so oh, I can get through Lord. on time. Come on. And, uh, and also, I will tell the people that are listening to this that aren't a part of the message board and think you're kind of nerds, which Trey is the king of the nerds, but they – there are some benefits to it. So like just by being everybody kind of, I have this persona and I write in kind of a drunk uh, Hunter S Thompson way. Um, that's, that's what I try to do anyway. I'm, I'm not saying that I'm Hunter S Thompson by any stretch, but in, in doing this, I've become friends with some of the people on the board and I got tickets like with the players, parents, um, which could be, that could turn out to be really a bad idea as well, but from a member of the board, for, for free, I think, mm-hmm. or face value or whatever. Tulsa so, Hog? Tulsa Hog hooked it up. Yeah. So if nobody knows Tulsa Hog, he drives in at every recruiting event. He's a good man. And um, yeah, runs the catfish hole event. Yeah, yeah. Tulsa does a good job. What are your what are your must-do things? When, first of all, when's the last time you were in Fayetteville, Arkansas? And then what are your, your must-dos? What do you got to do when you get here? 
it's been a minute. I think I, I want to say like, I usually come in for two games a year. Um, my family, you know, I have, I have a family on both of my mom's dad's side that live up there. So my sister's graduating this weekend and I called to say, Hey, I'm, I got extra tickets to the baseball game. If you want to go, she's like, Oh, you're coming in for my graduation. And I said, yes, that's exactly why I'm coming in. It's not, it has nothing to do with the LSU baseball series. So I completely forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Um, my, I'm the black sheep because every time I come in, you definitely I are, see my I'm family. Sure. I see my family for 15 minutes and then I spend like nine hours doing a razorback athletic things. So um, but one thing that I have to do every time I come in, I, I got to get a 50 cent bush light from uh, Sassy's Red House. Are they a dollar or 50 cents? Surely they're not Alan 50. Brummett. Surely they're not 50 cents. <laughs> if you've never had a CBL, as I like to call them, and um, from Alan Brummett. Yes. And he, he and he actually has a shot that's named after me. That's what. Well, it's invented for me. It's the rattlesnake. You just like make a noise or something, and he serves <laughs> some random shot. What is the noise? It's just a hissing noise. You go, like you like like a rattlesnake. Well, I guess a rattle rattles, but uh-huh. anyway. So um, Alan's a good man too. Yeah, and then I got to go. It seems like all of my friends from college opened up restaurants. My college roommate uh, Luke Wetzel, he he opened up um, Oven and Tap up in Benville. Oh yeah, so that's got place that's got good, good reviews. Yeah, yeah, he's really talented. Um, and then obviously Tim Farrell was Luke Wetzel's neighbor growing up which is a small town and he's in little rock and so i gotta make it to ferrell's mm-hmm. um unfortunately my bar tab i had a, a running tab that a credit that ran at riley's for a while and that's how i got to know tim and mike white really well because they worked at riley's and i used to work at a liquor store that wholesaled um all the booze to dixon street bars and occasionally there would be an extra bottle or two in there and i'd get a credit at the bars <laughs> so that's well, how I survived in college. So <laughs> well, Keith, anything else to add to today's show? You got any opinion on on baseball, basketball, football, recruiting? You heard some of the stuff Danny West said. Got any more comments you want to share with us? So the top, the, the natural 21 is now just a top 10? No, we did 21, but Danny would go on and on about every single one of them. And I knew he, he even went a little too long on the top 10, so we just focused on the top 10. But the article is on hogsports.com, H-A-W-G sports.com, and you can see the full list there. Well, what's kind of, you know, it's a little concerning that I, I, I want to say that I've heard something off the record through a recruiting writer. I don't know if it was you or not, that the coaches, the football coaches felt that if they won six games this year, they were going to have a top 10 class or something like that. That, mm-hmm. and, and we're way off of that mark right now. I mean, with Nick, Nick going to TCU, I know he was at the top of their board or close to it. Right. And then the, the Oklahoma kids are wavering and my, my recent home purchases in Whitehaven haven't come through yet. Well, I think I think you make <laughs> I think you make a lot of good points about uh, about where recruits view this program right now. And you know, last year when they were recruiting, they were recruiting off of a lot of hope. They didn't have a two win season, you know, but they kept a lot of those guys on board. I mean, pretty much everybody stayed on board despite the two win season. And this year, I think they're probably having to fight that a little bit. But if they can get off to a really good start, they've got that Ole Miss game second week. Winning that game would be huge for them. I think that's a possible win for them, even in Oxford. Uh, if you can win your four non conference games, you take that Ole Miss game. There's five right there. We talked a little bit on the show the other day about Missouri is that a possibility they kind of let go of the rope last year 
in the Missouri game. Uh, Ole Miss got hit hard in the draft also and lost uh, their starting quarterback. Mississippi State got hit hard in the draft and lost their starting quarterback. So, And Kentucky got hit hard in the draft also, uh, although I think Mike Stoops has done a good job building that from the ground up. But um, yeah, there's some possibles. I mean, they win those four, they get Ole Miss, they get one more SEC game, uh, then that's right there in bowl contention. Yeah, I, I sure hope so. I mean, I, it just sucks that that's the – I mean, it is what it is. Not hey, baby say, steps. That's actually a I pretty. Know. That's a pretty big step from two wins. I know. Yeah, because you set the bar so damn low. Like, who cares yeah. what you? It's super <laughs> like, low. <laughs> if you win zero games, then it's pretty easy to do better. And yeah. I think in in to get Chad's back a little bit, he did the same thing at SMU. And mm-hmm. so, you, if you build it the right way and kind of slowly, it you don't you're not you're not in line to get fired i mean he's so but you set that bar so well not that they're doing it on purpose mm-hmm. sometimes the play calling was so vanilla that you thought they may be but um yeah they didn't open up a lot last year for sure they're going to open up more i mean they changed the quarterback position that's the biggest thing on the field more than half the roster now is chad morris players and they got a few playmakers out there like trey knox and um and some on the way like Traylon burks too isn't it refreshing though to see that after and I'm not gonna bag on Anderson here, but Bielema for sure. Meeting that guy, it almost felt like he was. I, I know he'd cry in the post game all the time, but it almost felt like he was like, "What are you gonna do? Fire me and give me 13 million dollars and back a Brinks truck up to my house and tell me to move?" You know, like who cares? There are a few it, problems almost... that Bielema had, and one of them, <laughs> one of them was he kind of thought he had a little bit more leadership within his team and kind of let the 2016 team, you know, take it, and then we saw you know, late game collapses. And uh, I think, you know, he didn't recruit Texas, didn't bring in assistance with ties to Texas. There's there's several things. And then kind of abandoned some things there at the end. I mean, they tried to go to a hurry-up, no-huddle offense against Auburn. They're going to spend two weeks and revamp the whole offense, you know, go to a 3-4 defense in your last year. You know, there were a lot of, like, last-ditch effort types of things. But mainly they just – they didn't recruit enough playmakers. I mean, you look at this roster, you look at the 2015 – uh, recruiting class, for example. I mean, there's some good guys in there, but there's just there's not a lot. I mean, 2014 recruiting class, not a lot. You know, really that 2013 class was really his best ever. 2016 had some good guys in it too, um, but man, it was just 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 recruiting is what it came down to. The biggest thing to me is, does it? Can't you see such a vast difference between? what effort looks like, like maximum effort from a coach's, like what they're doing on the recruiting trail in basketball and football. And it's like, it's, it's definitely like evident in recruiting. Yes. There's no question about it. It is when you look at recruiting, there's not, there's not been any moments with Morris where I've said, man, if they would just do this, then, you know, it would make such a difference. It seems like such a small thing. There's never been an instance like that where, you know, with Brett, there were, there were plenty of instances like that. All right, Keith, we got to move the show along. I really right, appreciate well, you Pete, joining tell us. Pete that, tell Pete my offer still stands that he can quit his job and sit with me on Saturday because he doesn't have to <laughs> sit in the press box. So we got good seats. Okay, maybe you can pass that on. All right, later, brother. <laughs> Keith Grayson, always entertaining, joining us. Now we're going to move straight on into Pete Rulier. He's going to talk a little bit about Arkansas's baseball series against Kentucky and then looking ahead to the LSU game. Hey, Trey, Keith was not lying. You really did offer me a baseball ticket. I quit my job with you guys, but I, uh, <laughs> I, I still say no. You said no. I, it was enjoying, tempting. I'm enjoying my job. Yeah, yeah, it was a tempting offer to get a 50-cent bush light with them after the game, but <laughs> I think I set my standards higher. A 50-cent bush light at Sassy's. I'm not even sure. Is that accurate? The Sassy's has 50-cent no. bush light. 
No, you can't get a fifty cent Bud Light. We used to man. we used to get we used to get this beer called South Paul. It was like the the bottom of the grade, and it was it was talls, and they were equal to like twenty five cents or something uh, when I was in college. It sounds like it's right up Keith's wheelhouse. Yeah, a piercing Sheesh. piercing headache the next day. <laughs> Um, all right, let's see what we got here for you, Pete. Uh, so Arkansas won the Kentucky series 2-1. They returned home mm-hmm. to face LSU on Thursday in a three-game series, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Baumwalker. Uh, just, uh, I guess, talk a little bit about the Kentucky series, and we'll talk about the LSU series at the end. I think a lot of Hog fans are disappointed that you said they took two of three against Kentucky because I feel like a lot of people think that they should have gone on and won that that last game for the sweep, and they probably would have won it if it wasn't seven inning games, right? Mm-hmm. So they had to post-post the game on Saturday, and then seven innings. Kentucky went ahead and saved their ace, Zach Thompson, for that Sunday game, and he gave them all 6.1 of seven innings. So if they didn't have to face Kentucky's ace, they were pretty much out of pitchers. And the way that game was going in the uh, top of the seventh inning, it looks like Arkansas probably would have finished off that sweep. And uh, sticking with the Kentucky series, I think it was good for Arkansas to get D.H. Matt Goodhart back. Mm-hmm. He had a couple uh, – he, he kind of took him a while to find the ball. Um, but in that last game, he went two for three and looked like the old self. So that's that's good for them. Then I think the big thing is it looks like Cody Scroggins is back and healthy. And he's going to be a big addition to the bullpen. He was a Sunday starter, but you got Patrick Wicklander and Connor Nolan throwing as well as they have been. Now you got a great addition to the bullpen that a lot of people were worried about. And then – getting Jacob Costi shock back. He came in and threw a couple of good innings. Um, that really shores up the bullpen. I think Arkansas is playing their best baseball right now. Mm-hmm. So given that, yeah, yeah, I want to go into the LSU series. Yeah. Um, so, um, well, uh, you pretty much answered the bullpen, but I, I want, there was a couple of questions that I wanted to ask you first, but um, this year's team, Danny's done a couple of studies on this year's team compared to last year's team. Uh, what are right. your thoughts on, on, I don't know, maybe if these two teams face each other in a, in a three-game series or something like that. or uh, what, What's the comparison to last year's team? No one's ever asked, like, if, what if those two teams face each other in a three-game series? That's a really tough question to answer. But uh, I was I'm talking full of to tough Phil questions, Elson. Pete. I know. I was talking to a Phil Elson, the voice of the Razorbacks, earlier, and he thinks that they're just very similar teams, right? Mm-hmm. So at the beginning of the year, it looked like this team was going to be a little more of a small ball type of deal with all the stolen bases and all the bunting and stuff that was going on. But then they realized that they had some dudes on this team that they didn't think were going to be dudes. Like, for example, Christian Franklin, and Trevor Ezell. And just top to, top to bottom, one through nine, there's not an easy out on this team. So that's one of the big similarities from last year that really sticks out to me. And then in terms of pitching, you'd think that last year was better just because they had more experience. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if Casey Murphy has the arm talent. Casey Murphy was the uh, second starter for Arkansas last year. And he was consistent just because he was older. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's got the arm talent of Patrick Wicklander. Wicklander's just younger. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they had a Connor Nolan at that three spot. Isaiah Campbell was really inconsistent. Connor Nolan's kind of the same way, a little inconsistent, but he's got some downings this year as well. So the similarities are like spot on. I think they're pretty much the exact same same team. And the only difference between last year's team and this year's team was the bullpen, but now that you got Scroggins back and Jacob Kostyshock's doing what he's doing, you kind of have that Barrett Lowski or um, Jake Rondell from last year. You got those two guys that can go long in relief. Mm-hmm. So I think they're very similar. It'll be interesting to see how they do. This this team's also a better road team, which was a big concern last year. 
I don't know what it is with these young guys. Maybe there's more pressure to play at home at Bomb with all those guys with the huge crowds than there is on the road. But they've been a better road team this year. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Pete Roulier joining us here on Hog Sports Live. Be sure to like, share, follow, comment if you haven't done so already. Throw us five stars if you're listening on podcasts. If you haven't subscribed to hogsports.com, I want to remind everybody you can sign up right now for just $1 for your first month, or you can sign up for a year, take a seven-day free trial, and get 30% off your first year if you decide to stick with it. So almost nothing to lose there if you want to sign up at hogsports.com, get all the great content from me, Danny, Pete. Uh, that's uh, – that we offer there. So, Pete, uh, I want to go ahead and jump into the LSU series real quick here, and, and we'll talk maybe a little bit about Major League Razorbacks if we have uh, a little time. But uh, just the LSU series coming up on Thursday. Okay, so I think that Arkansas, if I'm just going to go with predictions, is going to take two of three. And I know that Paul Maneri has had Arkansas's number these last, I think, seven years. I don't know if Arkansas has won a series against LSU, but this year feels a little bit different just based on the fact that Arkansas has got everything going. I don't think LSU has a team that they're used to having at, at, down in Baton Rouge. And then coming into bomb, I think it's going to be – a lot of people are expecting the, uh, the Arkansas fans to break the record. Mm-hmm. And then another fact that I want, I want to weigh into this series is that LSU could have had all the momentum in the world coming into the series. A lot of people don't know this, but their last game on Sunday night against Ole Miss – they were down 15-9 to nine in the bottom of the ninth inning. With two outs, somehow they managed to score six runs and tie the game up So to force extra innings. So you're thinking, wow, they're going to have all the momentum coming to this Arkansas series after something like that. And then they managed to get up four runs at the 10th, and they couldn't get it back. So they ended up dropping that series. They probably got their heads down thinking, man, they could have been in a really good position coming into this Arkansas, um, Arkansas series. And now Arkansas has got all the momentum. Uh, coming into the series. So I think I think it'll be a great atmosphere. And uh, I think Arkansas is going to finally break through and, and win the series this, this weekend. All right, Danny – or Danny, excuse me, Pete. Uh, real quick, let's wrap this up. Give me – can you give me 30 seconds just on the uh, on the Major League Razorbacks? If you give me 30 seconds, I won't go Major League Razorbacks. But, no, if, I, if you read my articles on the Pro Hawks, I like to do a little minor league thing. So I'll do a quick update on Grant Cook, mm-hmm. uh, who's playing for the Greensboro, Greensboro Grasshoppers in single A. Um, heck of a defensive catcher, but he's been on fire uh, from the plate recently. He he just snapped an eight-game hitting streak, and he's had, I think, four multi-hit games in a row before that, and then something like six multi-hit games on the year. So he's kind of picking it up in, in single A, and also uh, Blaine Knight's been killing it in, in single A with um, the Delma Vort. Uh, I can't shorebirds or something like that. These minor league <laughs> teams are crazy. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's my quick update, Trey. Thanks for having me. All right, Pete. That's Pete Roulier joining us on Hog Sports Live. Pete is uh, Pete's been with us for about four months now, something like that. I guess since maybe February. So uh, he does a great job covering Razorback baseball. Also does basketball, football. Helps in on recruiting. Kind of a do everything type of guy. Uh, so let's see if we got a couple of things. Uh, Devin Kevin Deshaun Spencer says, "Can you give us an update on basketball?" regarding current players on campus thinking believe I haven't really heard a whole lot of that I mean there was some stuff early um, but there hasn't been a whole lot about players leaving now I'm not saying there won't be somebody leave I think that's definitely possible but right now hasn't been a whole lot I think probably after the semester is over uh, Dame Dolaz says Trey have you heard anything on TJ Hammond's health and his status with the team also is he projected at wide receiver or running back so TJ it's not a health issue but when everything went down with T.J. Hammonds with 
Chad Moore saying he's not a part of the team. And you're like, well, is he transferring? And he was kind of like, I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. So when he answered kind of vaguely like that, that let me know that there was probably something that he couldn't comment on, um, you know, like a medical or an academic or, or maybe some other type of personal issue um, that he couldn't comment on. But uh, I have communicated with TJ's camp, and uh, he is planning to rejoin the team this summer. So And he will be at running back, and they need him at running back. That's an area definitely of need where they need some ball carriers. And, he, and he's a junior, so uh, that definitely helps that area there so all right everybody uh we're going to go ahead and wrap it up here i want to thank you for joining us on hog sports live today again if you haven't thrown that thumbs up go ahead and give us a thumbs up like share follow comment i hate to have to ask that all the time but um, it is important to help us get our message out there if you're listening on podcast be sure to uh, subscribe to the show there's a lot of ways to watch and listen we're on facebook live youtube apple Podcasts, spotify and stitcher if you like this kind of content, there's a whole lot more at hogsports.com. Again, H-A-W-G sports.com, part of the 24-7 Sports Network. For the last 12 months now, it's been a great changeover for us moving to 24-7 Sports. Uh, it's just a dollar for your first month right now if you sign up at hogsports.com. Or you can sign up for a year, take a seven-day free trial with that, and then get 30% off your first year. So, all right, for Danny West, for Pete Roulier, this has been Trey Biddy with hogsports.com. And we'll catch you next time.